Frog and Evan, stop arguing, right? That was getting intense then. We've pressed record, try and calm you both down. You're supposed to be friends, for God's sake. Oh. More drama than EastEnders, isn't he? Yeah. Christ alive, I've, you know, you, you, you're, about to, you're saying things there, Nev, you can't take back. Can't, he's saying things you can't say on this podcast. Or in, <laughs> in life. You okay racist, now, homophobic slurs. Well, honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna take all these videos off YouTube and just use them in my court case against you all. So <laughs> uh, do you up like the news of the world? <laughs> Welcome to Rewind the Movies. What are we? The fourth best uh, movie podcast in Denmark. That was probably about two years ago. Probably down to fifth or sixth now. Um, <laughs> and this week's film um, is taking a look at Evans' pick. Hard to kill. Disclaimer, you know, the narrator says, I was under pressure. Thank you, Ad, for confirming that in the in the group chat. Earlier. <laughs> it's the fact but, it was on your list anyway, Ev. <laughs> it wasn't even on my list. Literally, it, it wasn't on my list. I was, I, was under, I was under significant bouts of pressure, and it was the first film that came into my head. The, what I find more troubling is the fact that this came into your head. Well, of all, I, I was... of all the thousands of films, this is the one that you you plucked out of the air. Well, I, I was thinking, I was thinking, I wanted to, do, I wanted to do like an eighties action movie, and we, and we'd already done, you know, Arnie and Sly, and I'd, to be honest, Van Damme never entered my head, and it was just, I thought of Seagal, and I thought we'd done Under Siege, and this was the next on, off the rank. So. Yeah, but I'm we gonna, keep I'm... saying we haven't done Under Siege. We need to come back and do it. Oh, and I'm gonna yeah. let I'm gonna let it pass that you said eighties, even though this was released in nineteen ninety, because uh, yeah, I know yeah. this not because this would have been filmed in eighty nine. So I'll, I'll 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 go along with you on that one. The uh, the interesting thing though, as well, is um, going back to Under Siege quickly because um, some listeners might not know, but that was our first ever podcast, which never saw the light of day because. What, what was wrong? Are we good? Are we <laughs> what was wrong with it? It was three hours long. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, there's a three-hour podcast out there of us talking about Under Siege. So is that ever going to see the light of day, or are we just going to re-record it? Didn't we, we spend half an hour just talking about the birthday cake scene? We did, yeah. Uh, we went off on so many tangents. I think if you, it, there's probably a 40-minute podcast in there somewhere if you edit it, but it just would be a nightmare to edit. There was no um, structure then, was it? We were just we were a bit more unleashed when we on that one. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was me, Adam, and Prog sat in a room in Prog and Adam's house, just chewing the fat, whatever the saying is. Yeah, it's chewing the fat. Isn't it? Spending an hour, spending an hour over the the birthday cake and Erica Leniak's hat. Yeah, I will, yeah. I will say though, right? Under Siege is a good movie. I was, you know, that's the that's the only Steven Seagal film which is worth watching. Um, but yeah. I did like Under Siege Two when I was younger, but I haven't seen that in years, and I have a feeling that that will be stinking if we put that on now. You, you didn't like Nico when we watched it the other month. Oh, out for just no. First off, right, me and Frog, we, me and Frog, are in the, we've had this discussion fifty times now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because every Steven Seagal film blows into one. We didn't watch Nico. We watched Out for Justice. That's the one where he blows someone's knee off. Out for Justice is, yeah. 
Nico, but then right. we had this massive argument because Prague thought Nico was out for justice. It's like, no, Nico is above the law. Yeah. But um, but then I thought Hard to Kill was out for justice. So I was so before we watched this, I thought it was the I thought it was out for justice. So the thing with Steven Seagal films, they all blur into one movie. I hundred percent uh, agree with you. There's not there's a few of them which are they're just all the same, and this has been this is one of them. Okay, and so which one did we watch previously? Out for justice. Right. We've and never watched. We... We've never watched above the law together. No. Okay. Right. So, what did you think of Out for Justice? Better than this one, because it was funnier and the action was better. But and also, I liked the fact that it was he was against the mob in that one. There was a, there was better bad guys. We'll come on. We'll get on to the problems of this one as we get is into it, the. Is uh... Out for Justice the one where he's in like snow? No, that's no. not Out for Justice. He's um, he's sort of in like. Is he in New York in that one? He's like it's all set in the city. That one is. Um, it's got good action scenes actually. Up for justice. I love, I love the fact that nobody knows what a Steven Seagal film is apart from Under Siege. <laughs> out for justice is the um, is the one where he wears the berry with the um, waistcoat and the combat trousers and stuff. <laughs> right, Ev. Yeah, go on. The one that you're thinking of, I think, is on deadly ground. Is that with Michael Michael Caine? Yes. Ah, yes. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I remember it. Yeah. Look I love him. Steven Seagal movie titles, and I've, I've said this before, but possibly in the Underseas podcast, so the listeners will never hear this. But I love how they they structure the name because you can always say ninety nine percent of the time, not always, but ninety nine percent of the time, Steven Seagal is, and then the movie title. It works <laughs> so well. Can we? Can we share screen on you? Yeah, yeah. Look, look at this, by you. Um, screen. Uh, which one? Um, share. Look at this, this by you now. I'm looking at it out for just the moment. Look at the films. Hard to Kill and Above the Law have the exact same poster. So no wonder we were always getting confused in that film. <laughs> well, they have Glimmer... the same poster. <laughs> Glimmer Man's not uh, 100% different either. Yeah, you know, 100% away from it, I mean. Look at these films. Mark for Death, Hard to Kill, Above the Law. But Exit Wounds is... No. See, I get mixed up as well. Is Exit Wounds the one with Kurt Russell? No, it's not. K- no, Kurt that's Russell. executive decision. See what I mean? Born so, to Raise let's Hell. Let's have a look at this, right? Steven Seagal is Marked for Death. Steven Seagal is Hard to Kill. Steven Seagal is Above the Law. Or Steven Seagal is Nico. Steven Seagal is... Born to raise hell. Steven Seagal is the Glimmer Man, although I don't know if he is in that. Uh, Steven Seagal Seagal is driven to kill. Steven Seagal is under siege. It works. Steven Seagal is exit wounds. Yeah, yeah, that one doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Steven Seagal is executive decision. Is Steven Seagal really in um, Showdown in Little Tokyo? No, I think that's just related. It says at the top, Uh, people also search for. People also search for, yeah, so... People like Adam also searched for. Yeah. Look at him, baby. Look at Steven Segarbia. He's such a mess, isn't he? Look at this, like, look at that. Look, look at him, like. I, I'm like he's seventy-one years old, right? And I'm just amazed, like, how well he keeps his hair. There's not a single grey hair in there. He's, he's that must be, be all those those Chinese herbs he has in these movies. Steven Segal is spo- is sponsored by Grecian Two Thousand. Is, is, is that his other film title? <laughs> Steven Seagal is Sniper Special Ops. Steven Seagal is Fire Down Below. 
That's a that's a poster. That's it is one. Stephen Seagal is the Patriot. Stephen Seagal is out for a kill. <laughs> See, it, it works, I reckon, for seventy five percent. I said ninety nine earlier, but that one. I, Stephen Seagal is a dangerous man. So I watched this movie I think a couple of days after everyone else did and there'd been some conversation on text or WhatsApp that um, that, that there may be a hint that some people may not have enjoyed this film (laughs) Um, I'm looking at Adam here because he did one particular quote which I'm going to question him on later Um, but I so I had what you guys had already said in the group tech uh, group chat, and in the back of my head I knew this is a Seagal movie from the early nineties. I knew I wasn't gonna get the best action movie in the world, right? So I I I'd sort of come to terms with that, and I also knew I was gonna get a certain amount of unintentional humour. So I was primed and ready for this. And I will admit, I got some enjoyment out of this movie. I'm not saying it's a good movie, but I got some enjoyment out of it. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) You, Andrew. (laughs) I just want to lay lay down my cards now. There's plenty wrong with it, and I got a big list, but... um... The only enjoyment I got out out of the film was when something happened and I looked across at Adam to see what the expression on his face was. And I did enjoy that. <laughs> it, it, it was just like... Oh, just... I often saw one, the most confused look I've, I've seen on him before. That was just my expression. <laughs> I, the end. Going on. I just... This is like... I, I my grand my grandfather used to say this about films sometimes. If he um if he was given he, I remember he used to say this about Death Wish and like just action films like this and it just reminded me of what he's this is exactly the criticism he used to mean. This was the kind of film, right, you could watch the beginning off, go into the kitchen, make a dinner and stuff, go in the living room an hour later and know exactly what's happened. You don't need to see any of the film. You, you you know what I mean? Yeah, it's you like, in that dojo house for about forty minutes, yeah. but none of it matters. If you just left for forty, like fifty minutes to an hour, and came back and saw him shooting all of like, um, what's his chops, um, uh, William Sadler's mates, you just you're like, okay, now he's getting ready. You, the film, none of it means anything. It's just everything in this film is a waste of time. Everything <laughs> is a waste of time in this film. Nothing is good. Nothing. It was whoa, like one of them. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's good bits. There's maybe good is a strong word. There's some positive bits. The stuff that's so bad it's funny. You you never want to do your positives of the film first and then (laughs) Are you telling me both of you have no positives? And actually, don't answer that question yet. Answer this question, Ad. You said on text this was the worst movie you've ever seen. I think you've sort of maybe come back a little bit (laughs) on that now. But come on, the worst? And you've got no enjoyment out of it at all. The the only thing... The thing is, right, there are bits in this film that make you laugh because of how bad they are, but it also pissed me off so much. Like, like I was so... It was just... It was enraging. And, like... And also things like... Like, oh, the sex scenes in this film. Like, I hated watching those sex scenes. (laughs) 
Prog was sat there. <laughs> me and Prog watched it together. The sex scenes, right, were skin crawling. I was like, I, I just felt sick. I was like, this is f- hor- fudging horrible to watch. It was just like... Can, can, oh, can I, I give like, you the, t- the timeline of the sex scene, right? In, in oh. reality, in... What's his name in this? Mason Stone? Is that his name? Mason Stone. Stone, right. I, t- I tell you one thing. Steven Seagal always has good character names, right? Okay, uh, do you know what? I'm going to go along with that. That is yeah, one yeah. good aspect of the film. <laughs> so, th- th- this is a criticism of the situation, right? Th- think back to the night he gets shot, right? The people come into his house, they shoot him, bang, he goes down, he gets back up, they shoot him again. They turn to his wife, sh- he, um, he gets sh- she gets shot. Then he gets shot again, right? So in his mind, bang, he's out, right? Then... He wakes up, it's seven years later, but in his mind, it's not seven years later, it's like an hour later, or however long, right? Yeah. Within 24 hours, maybe a bit more, he's having sex with that with Kelly LeBrock. So it's it's technically only been 24 hours since his wife's died, and he's already um, bedding that another the, lady. That, that was the dream. No. <laughs> it, it's Sorry. living the dream, I know, Ev. But... <laughs> no, that was a dream. I cannot believe I'm about to defend this film, but <laughs> but I think Kelly LeBrock and Steam Seagal are meant to be in that dojo house for about for a few months to allow him to re- rehabilitate. Because she says, like her doctor friend has gone away for six months or something, so she's staying there for that length of time so they can hide out there apparently, and that's when he rehabilitates and he only he only goes with her like months down the line. That's oh, how I took it anyway. I'll go on board with that. I, maybe I, I missed something. But I want to go back to this. Everyone just said, it's a dream. Have I missed something with this movie? Yeah, because if, if, you, if, you if you look at the scene, he's, he's working out in the room, isn't he? And then all of a sudden she comes in in the black dress saying, ooh, I just got a flower for you. And then obviously, you know, that's a dream. Yeah, it is. It is because straight after it, it goes back to him sat up on the um, on the same machine. So he so he's sort of daydreaming at that point. This film off. I didn't get that though. But like, I d- I, that's what I, that's what I took it out anyway. Do you know what I take? So basically, he was over it. That's what the sounds like. That was. Um, do you do you honestly think Steven Seagal will put himself in a movie where he's dreaming having sex with his then off-screen wife instead of well, actually having sex with his off-screen wife? Well, that's the way I took it. Were they together at that point, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah they were married. The whole reason she's in the movie because technically she had retired from acting at this point, and as a favour to her husband, she yeah. starred in the movie. Well, I'd, I could be wrong, but that's the way I took it anyway. You've blown my mind now, Ev, that it was a dream. I don't think it's a dream. If it, if it is a dream, I'm on board with all of you now. It's a <laughs> movie. <laughs> it's it's you... not a dream. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to Google it now. You're telling me in the middle of Hard to Kill, there's a dream sequence of him having <laughs> sex with Kelly LeBrock. <laughs> Do you honestly think this film is that, like... I know What's when he's because when he's banging Kelly Brock, he keeps thinking about his dead wife all the time. Oh, that's after. Well, this is the other thing, right? 
he is, regardless of the time scale that I just said, and then Prog counted it slightly that he believes it's a few months or weeks later, he has sex in that room, in the dojo. There's um, newspaper clippings all on the wall. So he's, like, bedding this, um, obviously, a very attractive lady, but there's clippings of his murdered wife on, on the wall. I know. So we've yeah, always but, won. you know, as long as you don't glance up at any point, you're all right, no? <laughs> he's boning her <laughs> as she looks over and all he's doing is staring, reading the paper. Yeah, but hang on a minute now. Wouldn't it just be the same if, like, you were widowed and you had a photo of your dead wife on the mantelpiece? Oh, but come on. And you had sex with your new partner in the living room? But but you think about it now, right? You go to someone's house who's widowed and you go to bed with them and there on the bedside cabinet is Mr. Ex-Husband. Tell me at what point during the film and Kelly Brock character arc did you think she gave a shit about the ex? Because she was checking his junk while he was unconscious in the hospital. <laughs> I reckon she was like, yeah, the most inappropriate coma nurse in the world. Like, I mean, don't room. get me wrong, right? This like every guy's fantasy that they get this hot nurse fancying them. But come on. Steven Seagal in a coma. Do you see the facial here? Well, that, that was <laughs> that's one thing. If an, if I'd woken up and a nurse had given me a goatee and she admitted to it, I'd be like, oh, piss off, love. I don't care if you're a Kelly LeBrock. Mm. Not, not doing My face ain't going to do a goatee. Not like a what? wispy Chinese bloody um, sensei what? one. What if it was Jennifer Connelly? Hmm... <laughs> I don't know, goatee or <laughs> You are thinking about it, though. Uh, I don't know. Ev, have you Googled it? Is it a dream sequence? I, I can't I can't find this. You, you can, no you no can one on earth has ever bothered to No, I can't, I can't <laughs> find it. No, the, honestly, that's the way I took it, because he because he was he was sat up in his in, in his sweats doing doing the peck or whatever he was on the on the um, on the multi gym, she comes in, gives him a flower. They have a bit of afternoon delight, and then then all of a she, sudden she I, gives I, him her flower, symbolic, Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but then but then it, but then it it cuts dramatically to him sat in the same position on the multi gym. That's why I thought it was it was him fan, fantasizing the. <laughs> I love it that you just like put it in there as we were talking about it, so nonchalantly, like everyone else saw it as well, and we were like, oh. Ev. I th- I think you've misconstrued lack of effort in filmmaking along with poor editing, and you've created this dream sequence for yourself to help it make sense. Right. The, the editing <laughs> side of things is quite interesting, actually, Prog, because who's the director? Anyone know? But whoever Bruce, his name is, his name was his name was is Bruce something. I remember. Let me. Malmuth. Yeah, Bruce he, um, him and Seagal didn't get on at all. Seagal didn't think him worthy of being a director, right? And I think some of it boils down to the Seagal was not allowed to be part of the editing um, at, well, at the end of the movie. Um, and, yeah, he, he Seagal felt that the, the final edit of the film was absolutely terrible. And there's large um, parts of the movie cut out to make it to a 90-minute movie. Well, so. at least he's a, at least at least he's not that dumb then. 
for him to like at least he's self-aware and he knew how bad it was. If Stevens, oh man, that's a bad thing for a film. If Steven Seagal himself says this is crap, you are that is probably the biggest nugget of crap you've ever <laughs> like you know could have watched ever like you know. Kelly LeBrock calls this movie um, what was it hard to forget or something like that. Wow, it's hard to believe. Hard, hard, actually, you had to believe. Yeah, that's it. She, um, I, she didn't like it at all. Can I just say though? Um, can I just quickly? I know that we've talked about the name situation a little bit, but I, I'm looking at the Wikipedia thing, and I've actually got like every name of every. I'm not going to read all of them, but I'm going to run through a couple of them quickly about the names of Steven Seagal characters. If you can, and bonus points if you can guess what film they're in. How's about that? So obviously we've got me. I'm going to get one of them. Well, we got. You'll get a couple of them actually. Mason Storm, obviously, was this one. Nico Toscani. <laughs> Above the law, Nico. Ob- yeah, obviously, yeah. Casey Ryback. Under Siege. Under Siege. Yeah. Then we got John Hatcher. We got Jack Cole. Jack Taggart. Uh, Dr. Wesley McLaren. Detective Gino Fellino. Oh, Gino that- Fellino. Um, which one was that? It was... Is uh, it was right stream, isn't it? Just- it was uh, it was it was out for justice. That one was. We got I, I, Orin. I, I, I would have guessed that. We got Sorry. we got Orin Boyd, Frank Glass, Jonathan Cold, Professor Robert Burns. Sometimes they like educated people. These are Jack Miller, Travis Hunter, Cock Puncher. That's one. <laughs> they made a character called Cock Puncher. Um, <laughs> Teo. He's just got like he's Ruslan Drakhev. Roland Salinger. Names are just... I'm not going to... Just millions of them. Cockpuncher's my favourite, though. Cockpuncher. Um, th- this movie had another title, and it was changed by the studio to give it a more sort of... What was the term they used? Slam-bang action movie. Before you tell us what the other title was, I reckon we should all go through and say what we should... What would be a good title for this film? A good alternative to Hard to Kill. What would you say? It's, would it be a good title for this instead, Prog? Don't bother. Just don't bother. <laughs> um, taking it to the bank. The blood bank. The blood bank. Yes. Blood bank's a good no. one. Yeah. Do you know why? Because that's a waste of a title. The blood bank. Oh, like sounds interesting. It sounds like oh, I, I wonder what that's about. Or well, what about like corruption? Or something like that, like you know, like for, you know William Sadler and stuff. You know what I mean? What about, Seagal is what about hard to watch? Hard to watch. <laughs> Steve Seagal is hard to watch. Comatose because you will feel comatose because the film will put you into a coma as well. <laughs> so what was what was it? So the, the the working title, and it did actually get promoted as this title for a while as well, was Seven Year Storm. <laughs> So obviously playing on his name and the fact he was in a coma for seven years. That's not a bad title. Yeah. It's um I don't know it's, if it's I. It's a more fun. It's a more fun title, though, isn't it? I wouldn't rush out to um, watch the movie based on it though. So some of my favourite aspects. Um, he has a great name, Mason Storm. Um, it has a banging eighty soundtrack at times. Or score, not a soundtrack. Yeah. Um, I, I I do love watching Steam Seagal run like a T Rex. Yeah. Uh, 
there's quite a bit of humour in it, and I did laugh out loud, although none of it is intentional. He runs like Phoebe from Friends, doesn't he? His legs are going like, well, though, his legs are going like a million miles an hour, but his arms, his arms are just going like that. Yeah, but because he's so rigid, he doesn't move. If you look at his legs, it's only from the knee down do they move. I know. And only one leg moves. And only one leg moves. It's the most unusual run ever. <laughs> um, and I think that's about it for my favourite aspects. <laughs> Well, I reckon we should go to the man who picked this. Now, Evan, what's your favourite oh. aspect of this? I, I, I've got a few. Um, oh, it's, it's sweet ponytail. Gotta, gotta love, gotta love the balls on him for uh, for rocking a ponytail like that. Um, and the, the yeah, the che- the cheesy 80s slash 90s music. Um, well, wasn't it quite good, Ev? I, I quite liked it. It, it was, it was alright actually. Yeah, and I think the there was some there was some good moves in the um, in the off license fight at the start, especially when he. Um, when he poleaxed that one bloke, it was almost, it was almost like you know, like a WWF sort of thing. Um, that that house as well that 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 he ends up in, the the house sitting you know, doctor's gone to China house. That's almost like a bloody retreat. It's 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 got everything that he needs. It's got you know, it's got it's got like all the food ingredients or whatever from his his, his favorite food. You know, all all like all the multi gym. You know the 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 decor of of like you know uh, a dojo or whatever. It's got everything. It's I I love that rehab. sequence, right? Simply because now when he wakes up, and then he has to heal himself, and all of a sudden, he's this Chinese prophet, or or, or whatever you call it. He can write in Chinese. He knows all about um, Chinese medicine and herbal sort of remedies. And then the best thing is, he starts giving himself acupuncture. And some of those needles on his back, no way did he put them in. They're just like, <laughs> all over. And I, I I did laugh out loud at that point. The um, oh, What do you think the, the um, What do you think the homeowner thought when he came back from his holiday? <laughs> the place is chopped up to bits, isn't it? Because there's not yeah. much house, there's not much dojo left afterwards. Uh... Can I just uh, going back to what Evan said? The, the opening shop scene, um, like when the shopkeeper gets killed, and then basically Segal saves no lives in this film. He's, he's you know, Mason Storm doesn't really save people's lives, but like he, um, what's with the old twisting limbs theme? In this film, oh the uh, yeah, that business. Yeah, he loves he loves that move, doesn't he? It's pressure yeah, point, is. isn't it? It's using someone's body weight against them. Yeah. And and that's him, isn't it? He's Aikido, which is all about defle- deflecting and and all that malarkey. But yeah, I know what you mean. I, is it the the is it the most attractive martial art to look at? No, it looks boring. No, it's like yeah, a, it's. Like a, it's it's just that, no, isn't it? Like, from someone who loves martial arts films and stuff, like, you know, you know, when you watch a good kung fu film or martial arts film, like a Jackie Chan one, you know, they're f- booting people in the heads and stuff, man. And this is just like, that's a keto. That is a keto. I mean, if we have any listeners that, that do a keto, yeah, that's great. I'm, you know, great that you do it. But on films, it just looks like this. I disagree. It looks crap. I, like only... I, I actually only... quite like uh, Steven Seagal's mark, the way he does 
the martial arts. I'm not. Just I'm like not that. saying in a real fight it would be that effective, but I actually think when I'm watching a film with him in, I don't mind him in an action scene doing that type of stuff. I I don't mind it. I I will admit. I just don't think it's executed very well in this movie. No, that's correct. I I completely agree with that. So so I don't so know like, who the like the coordinators were. If you look at like if you look at the the only good film he's ever done, Under Siege. Um, whoa whoa whoa! That's a bold statement. No, the Let's other go back one to his filmography. The other one we watched was good. Out, I still can't out, remember. Just, I still can't remember the out, name of the film. Output Justice was funny, but it wasn't good. But like, at least with Under Siege, it is actually a decent movie. Like, but if you look at that film, you know, it's yeah, there's good martial arts now. But like, the best bit is when he stabs Tommy Lee Jones in the head. Spoilers. Yeah, but he's still having a knife fight, did not he? That's good. Yeah, but it's just like boom. I also I reckon that film is so good because of the cast around him, like um, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones, um, Gary Busey. You know, I forgot her name now. Um, what was her name? The Erika. Erika. Erika Erika Leniak. That's it, yeah. yeah. She's, yeah. she's the weak point in the movie for me. I, I can't believe you said that, Ant. I, I, I love the, 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 the one scene she's in, but, um, yeah, I don't think she's <laughs> the strongest actor. I will say, in, the, in defence of the movie as well, this is, like, Stagall's second movie, and Above the Law is, like, this as well. Above the Law is also, like, in this realm of being as well. But this is worse on Above the Law. Much worse on Above the Law. So I think it's also a thing where, like, you know, Under Siege is, like, his fifth movie, and Out for Justice is his fourth movie. It's just like that. Maybe he was just kind of, like, figuring it out as he went along. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I, I just thought of a good point. Go on. Do you know when the hitman is going through the hospital and he's killed those two... He's killed two of the staff... And yeah. Ellie LeBrock finds them. She doesn't mm-hmm. scream. That can I just say? Man, I thought that, that was bit, really good. That, that bit's fine. I'll I'll give you that. But the bit with the hitman in the hospital was so annoying. It was like I just like the bit with the elevator door. This is the hitman, right? Let's pretend this is like this pen's a gun. Like the, the the door's closing this slow, and he's just like behind the door, just like that. Oh, oh. well, the door's just going like that, and he's just like the gun's just waving in there. I was like. I was just like, when you just f- pull the trigger, you melon. I was like, what's going on? Like, it's a, probably the worst hitman I've ever seen in a film, ever. Not was... as bad as um, Kelly LeBrock's steering of a hospital bed. Oh my god! <laughs> she plows him into the wall at one point. I will say though, there was a genuine guffaw of laughter around that bit, right? And I, like me and Prog, both laughed our heads off when he's trying to run outside, and that guy just got the little trolley. And then when it cuts back to him, he just baps him out for like no reason. That bit was extremely funny. That was probably the hardest punch of the entire film as well. Was on this random accident trolley. Dead. That guy was chucked up into Steven Seagal's coma bed after that. Because that guy was in a coma after that punch to the face. It was hard. It was just the sound effect was so, like, loud and stuff of it as well. I like, did laugh my head off at that. That's right. the good point of the film, that punch to the face. We're going to be here all night, otherwise. But let's... I'm talking about the good points, obviously. But let's talk about um, a scene that one of us liked. Prague, have we got any? No. I just said... I just yeah. said mine, the punch in the face. So my, mine is either 
the ridiculous license uh, off license scene at the beginning where he goes into like the, the roughest um, off license in the world and asks for champagne and they happen to have it. And is the the guy who owns the off license the guy from the Great Outdoors? He's from he's from um no he's from Last Action Hero. He's the ticket guy uh, in Last Action Hero. I thought it was the owner of the resort in the Great Outdoors. Yeah, do you know? He looks a, he looks a little bit like him. Do you know why I didn't like that scene as much? Because there's another film out there which did that scene eight billion times better, and it is a great film as well. Stone Cold. Stone Cold had a better shop scene. <laughs> like the shop getting. I forgot about in. that scene. I, I, look, I, I, I'm not saying it's a good scene. I just I got some invo- um, enjoyment out of it. I, but like, I, we no don't need you, to say anything more now. No, when you put this film next to Stone Cold, like look at how better a film Stone Cold is. I I, I genuinely do love that film Stone Cold. I have watched it like four or five times now at this point. We, like, we, we really need to get Ev to watch it. Because he wasn't in on that podcast. I, I do a, I do a Stone Cold revisit. I, I watch it quite frequently. I, I watch the scene with the helicopter on YouTube all the time. Like the bit where the, <laughs> the helicopter flies into the car. Only for the helicopter pilot screaming. Yeah, but the thing is of Stone Cold, right? Is it, it's, 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 that film's a work of art, right? Because it's got everything. It is, it's got the so good as bad factor, but it's genuinely very entertaining. Extremely funny all the way through. It just... And it's got, like, great action and great stunts and great, like... Get great set pieces. It's like it's just like this whole other plane of good that film is. Do you know what I mean? So like you could watch it with your mates and laugh at it, but you can watch it on your own and be like, it's a pretty decent little action movie by you. You know what I mean? Stone Cold. That's a film. <laughs> Stone Cold. Come on, Nev. Have you got a favourite scene? Um, no, mine. Mine was probably the the off license um, uh, scene. But just just on a tangent, I was looking at the cast of the film here, yeah, and there was a guy called Jeff. Jeffy Marder, who plays one of the um, one of the Vernon Trent's men, and um, going on his page in IMDb, like the main video, is a trailer for a film called The Henchman, the Al Leong story. Oh, Al... Yeah, 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 Al Leong, yeah. the, the greatest henchman that ever henched. Yeah, it's just everyone's eighties go-to Chinese henchman. Yeah, Al Leong. Um, no, but I got it. I got to shout out Dean Norris as well in the cast. Um, Hank Schrader from Breaking Bad, he's in this as well. Yeah, I noticed that. And, William uh, Sadler's in this. Well, yeah, and or, or he's Bill really, Sadler. He's, he's a really good actor. He's wasted. He's in my yeah. um, second favourite film of all time, Die Hard 2. What's your first favourite? Die Hard 2. I just made that up, but I do like Die Hard 2. I'm trying to think of a film where he doesn't play like a bad guy. He pr- he's probably loads of them. But I, I always, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Of course, Green Mile. Although he is in prison, Green Mile. Yeah, yeah, no, good shout. No, oh, no yeah, he plays the father, doesn't he, of the of the yeah. kids? Oh, William, Sa- William Sadler. Yeah, he's in Green Mile. Never knew that. The thing but, is, um, oh, sorry, go on, Ad. Let's just say William Sadler. Obviously, I'll always know him as the Grim Reaper in um in oh, uh, Ted. Ted. But like that film, right? I I always I have such a memory of that guy because I always remember when I was a kid watching it. My my little sister watched it with me and my brothers, and like I would she would have been about like five or something, and I'll just never forget. You know the bit in, the, you know the bit when he appears in Bill and Ted when he's on the cliff and then he appears behind them. Uh, my sister just had like the 
biggest meltdown like this child tra- this traumatized child super meltdown terrified of that scene so whenever i see william sadler i just think of my sister like being inconsolable for like an hour screaming and crying and having nightmares for weeks because of a little bit of bill and ted <laughs> also um oh i forgot what i was gonna say now oh yeah um the, the there's another guy as well who who was in um uh wayne's world in this uh, the the guy who plays Kevin O'Malley, um, a guy called Frederick Coffin. He was the uh, he was the policeman in Wayne's World, who uh, conducts body cavity searches. Oh, you're stretching it, you're Ev. It's no um, true romance, is it? Right, come on. Then. So moving on to changes, and we've already discussed a number of changes already. Um, can I give you my biggest issue I have with this film, and it's the shaky camera work. There, That's it's... the biggest issue. Well, it, it is for me. There's plenty wrong with this movie, I know, but the shaky camera work just got on my tits. Have they not heard of a gimbal? It's just obviously like someone just holding it like this throughout. Well, gimbals are well, were gimbals well, being used something, in Hollywood? Some stabilising. Or just fixing yeah, on were... a bloody tripod then. Yeah. I mean, the, sh- the, the handheld... Uh, weight or gimbal thing was invented for Rocky, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Yeah, do you know the shot of him running up the steps? Yeah, yeah. They needed oh, a Oh, yeah, of course it was. Yeah. Ah, well remembered, Prog. The, um, well remembered. I, I can't believe that's your biggest issue with the film, though, is a bit of shaky camera. Can I give you my biggest change? It would be, It would be to go back a week and have Evan... Suggest a different film. Another Seagal film. I'm going to pick film, two Seagal films this week. Film choices tonight are going to be interesting. I, you know, it was. It's, it's going to. This is this wheel of doom is going to end in a, you know, in, in blows. Now I can tell. It's, it's going to. End yeah, all this is going to be is people trying to get one up on each other. <laughs> what they it's suggested be, last time. Ev, you know, just... I'm going to say this now, but right. I've been on your side all the way through this Wheel of Doom thing with your one suggestion, but I'm seriously starting to question how good the paper is going to be based oh, on it, what it, you've suggested the last few times. It was Ron Howard directed it. You can't go wrong I know, but I know. I, I, I had confidence in it until the last few weeks. It's slipping. Oh, don't play... Management takes no responsibility for the actions of the wheel. And anyway, and uh, it was it was Adam's choice of the wheel. You know. <laughs> no, no, I'm happy. His fault. His fault. Have you got to, Have you got two proper suggestions this time? I have. Yeah. Right. We need to go back to eighties and nineties bangers. None of these sort of like yeah. films, which yeah, you're trying to be a bit different with. Bangers. Wait till, wait till, wait till you see my choices tonight. But all I'm going to say, bargain bin. <laughs> I'm, 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 bargain bin revenge what about that box didn't you order another box off the internet I did yeah but it's nothing that, that good in it to be honest I, it was, oh, you it was not good, good in the last one but, it was no, this, this is a Fast and the Furious box set yeah, yeah video t- this one had VHS in it but right can, can I just who say, else has got changes yeah me, Go on, me quickly, quickly all right. the worst thing of this film like, first off so Moving over the structure of the film, the structure was appalling in this film, Gary. The structure, like you be in the middle of like a car chase, like you have like the dojo getting blown up, and then you cut over then to like 
this little bit of like a comedy sitcom scene where they go back to the house to steal that camera and like so like it's just the film never ever like retains like a sort of like flow of action going on but also the worst thing this film had going was Steven Seagal trying to do one-liners comedy one-liners the man is the worst actor ever like the guy the man cannot act he can't act and like but the thing is right he just can't do like no like when Arnie does when Arnie pulls a funny little one-liner he's got so much charm about him even though it's corny you love it's funny because you know he sells it right but Seagal nothing it just annoyed me whenever he I mean that bit when he ripped the wall open and took to take the camera and he's just and he's all like oh yeah you you got to talk to those contractors and it's just like Nate just go away like get in the bin as Evan would say you know what I mean it's just like oh, I hated it I hated it but that's but like my ultimate change everything just from the they should have just then you said they had to delete a different cut or an alternative cut they should have just started all over again but yeah that's my change so there is a different ending as well which wasn't used and do you know at the end uh, Mason Storm doesn't kill Trent does he he no, says no. Um, so there's an alternate ending I'm going to read this easier where Storm kills Trent and says take that to the bank and then Storm um, Storm is shown saying that in the trailers that we used but then so it indicates that it was filmed and everything but then never obviously didn't get used in the the um yeah that was the other thing the ending was so abrupt though because it just like it just sh- re-showed that footage they filmed the then it just film just cut off and i was like okay but trent does it like i always talk about like bosses and bad guys at the end it, it's a bit shit he beats up some of the guys in the pool room Beats up that other guy, you know, um, who's like I suppose the, the I suppose the main guy he's supposed to kill before Trent, and then just finds Trent in a cupboard. It's just all a yeah. bit meh. Uh, it's awful. It you you want a bit more? You know, Trent should have come out, all guns blazing, and he did, but it was it was shit. Well, this was his all. This was his all guns blazing. Ah. The, the other thing, right? <laughs> he kills that guy in like the marketplace with all people around him and I'm assuming he kills him no the guy he sort of like chokes and he kills him right in front of his kid mm-hmm. and I was just like there's a life lesson for that kid straight away yeah come on what else I, have people I, got I've got a few um when he when he's do, when he's doing surveillance at the start like he get he gets like dolled up to the max doesn't he like he's all suited and booted with his, you know, I don't know suit and all that. Lot. Why? Because he's gonna get monkey doing surveillance work. Nah, he um, knows he's gonna get laid at the end of it, isn't he? Tonight oh, is your night, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. Um, yeah, the going going from there into the the hospital. Kelly the Brock given given the cat as as like a, a recovery aid. That cat can f- off in the bin. Tell you, oh. The last thing I want, if I'm if I'm hospitalised, is a bit of cat on us, um, and then with a double entendre with have some pussy. Go on, have some. Yeah, oh. yes. Uh, can, can we talk about Kelly and Brock as well? Do you? I don't think her voice matches her. Do you think? Does she put on that accent? 
Or is that she's her British. noise? I know she's British. Well, she's born in America, wasn't she? And then but to British parents, I think. I think she's born in New York. But I... Because she's like uber posh British in the way that she speaks. Do you think? Does anyone speak like that in Britain, really? Well, the thing is, she's a terrible actress, so she must do, because I, I wouldn't believe her being able to do an accent. She's, like, don't go wrong, she's good in weird science. Like, when she's under... When she's, when she's you know, working with someone like John Hughes, yeah, she's great, but in this, she's terrible. She's awful. Awful actress in this. Um, what other films has she been in, though? I can't think of anything else other than weird science. She, wasn't she in some, like... It's not a film, TV series, like Days of Our Lives or something like that. Yeah, one of, those, like, one of those biggies, I think. Yeah, but she told me I don't think she was in a lot, though, was she? No. She's in a she Leslie was. Nielsen film called Wrongfully Accused. Oh, that's a pretty good film, actually, Wrongfully Accused. I've always liked It's like a piss take of the fugitive in it, that one. She's in The Woman in Red. Oh, with Gene Wilder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, I don't think there's much more to be honest. No. How did she get with Steven Seagal? Don't know. Blackmail. Also, how is he an action star? Of he the eighties and nineties. Only was, I. He, I only question. Sorry, I only question this. He just never looks fit. No. You know, you've got Arnie and Sly and Van Damme, and then you've got this guy. Who's just like me, being an action movie. Well, I believe the way he got into it was that um, he was a for years before he did his first film, he was a um, a stunt coordinator or like a a, a fight choreographer for, for action films, and he just kind of started to slip into films basically through doing that. He just started to like, he just started to like, he just made a go for it. And he made Above the Law, which is like his first. He kind of because he wrote the script for Above the Law, or he did something with the script and produced it. And yeah, it just kind of went from there. Uh, but like, but the thing is with Steven Seagal, he's just like, he has no charisma. Like he's just, like he's so unlikable. Like you never, like I was saying this to Prague. I mean, it's like, look at Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Like Arnold Schwarzenegger isn't, isn't the best actor ever, but he's brilliant. He's got such a brilliant on-screen presence. And he's so like, you just, he sells it. Like, you know what I mean? He, he's so, like Arnie's never winning the Oscar, right? For best actor, but he's, but he's also like, oh, I love watching him in movies because, like, he. You know what I, I mean? don't think that's like, a fair comparison. It is because I'm on about action movie stars, but yeah, I'm on about big. Yeah, but you're like, talking about the biggest action movie star ever. Yeah, but was Steven no, no. Seagal Steve... ever going to get there? He wasn't, was he? But he had he had big movies, and they were trying to do our him. So, like, there was a time where like uh, action blockbusters was Stallone, um, Arnie. Seagal, Van Damme, like they was, they were like the sort of, they were the leading men in action movies, and Seagal just doesn't like even Van Damme has some likability to him, but Seagal just doesn't have anything. He just like, you just think to yourself, God, I bet you're an arsehole in real life, and then there's a million stories that says he is. I th- I think you know that's I mean? your opinion on him, but I think because you know or you've heard he's an arsehole in real life, you think he's an arsehole in a film. I don't know. I've ever heard that but did story. Did you like about... his movies in the nineties when you were a kid? Yeah, Under Siege one and two, and that was it. But like, have you? If you go on his Wikipedia page, he's got like his personal life section. It's like it's like sections like this long about like conflicts with other stuntmen, conflicts with other people. It's like, mate, like calm down, by you, Steve. What's that got to do with him being an actor? But... Well, he just can't do it. And like I'm saying, it just doesn't. It just 
that dickishness just it just eases through into his films. You can just tell the guy's an absolute chode, like you know. I I don't I don't agree with you. I I think personally, I find him watchable in certain films. I think he's fine. I like him in Under Siege. I think he's actually a decent lead in that film. Don't get me wrong, I think the film would have been better if someone else was playing that part. I mean, if Kurt Russell was in it. But then we always put Kurt Russell or Mel Gibson forward for stuff, don't we? But, you know, I like Under Siege. I think it's a good film. I think Steven Seagal's fine there. So, you know, I haven't, I haven't got a particular problem with his... I think, yeah. I'm not, I think I'm not saying he's a great actor either, right? I'm not defending him. I, I agree with you. In this film, it is a tough one. But I do think he's been decent in a few. So, I think it's it, the the problem is that he, he, like with Van Damme as well, that you're going up against Stallone and Schwarzenegger, who you're never you're never going to beat them in t- in terms of action films. I and, I, and I think I, I think Stallone and Schwarzenegger are on their own. I don't think you I don't think you should even try and compare anyone else to them. No, two. no. I, I I wouldn't no. even compare Bruce Willis to those two. I Jackie think, Chan. I think the fake. Lee. Sorry. I say Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee. I put them on. No, the no. Show. Again, they're different. They're completely different. I say, I say the fairest comparison to make would be Seagal and Van Damme because of the quality of the films that they did. Now, personally, I think Van Damme's a better actor, and he had better films as well. Well, what's better than Under Siege? Bloodsport. Oh, sorry, Froggy, sorry. Froggy sorry, sorry. Like sorry. I thought you said I thought you said hard to kill. I thought you meant hard to kill. No, no. Under Siege is better than that. Under Siege is better than that. But I would rather watch any low rent uh, Van Damme film than any low rent Seagal film any day of the week, any day. That's fair. I'm, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I Bloodsport. If you compare Bloodsport to Hard to Kill, Bloodsport is is like Blood Bloodsport is like Pulp Fiction in comparison. It is like. It is heads and shoulders above this film. It is so much better than this film. Bloodsport is, I and Bloodsport's I think, crap. I think with, with with Van Damme though, I think he's um, he he just seems a bit a bit nicer. I don't know, a bit more personable. Mm-hmm. I think in it in some of it, in some it, of his roles, like it goes like, a long in, way. Fr- he, he was in Friends as well. He was very personable in Friends. Uh, come on, what are the changes you got? That's it for me. I'm not gonna yeah, go. I'm, I'm not going into it. I cannot be bothered to list what I would change about this film. So let's just move on. I, I haven't got it. I think we've pretty much gone over a lot of things. One bit of the film did really bug me as regards to a massive um, hole in the, the stories or the or a, or of a scene. Sorry, not the story. The, sto- the story itself is a massive hole. In it. Anyway, then when they steal that jeep and they go away, right? It's a jeep which has got no sort of like protection. So there's no doors. It's all it's like a soft top, soft back. <laughs> there's bullet holes in the windscreen as well. And like, yeah, it's not like a scratch in them. And okay, it's an eighties, ninety action movie. But come what on. about when they make the exchange of that shot, a piece of <laughs> shit jeep for that ha- awesome car? Yeah. But also, like, how did he know you could do that? He just, like, rocks up on the side of a highway or whatever. It's like, guys, do you want to swap? And they're like, is it hot? Of course it is. And then they they just drive off. It's terrible. Yeah, but it like, makes yeah, no sense. 
have have our Lambo for this car with the wheels are falling off and is covered is just 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 left a hail of bullets like what yeah, the it, it, it looks hot is it yes i i looked the i looked the prog of that bit was like i was like am i understanding this correctly prog are they why are they swapping that car and the prog was like that i don't know the, the other thing i want to mention do you know martha the mythical mate you never see yeah mm-hmm. um what, what what's kelly brock's character in this called whatever her name I'm is right uh, she goes to her apartment and then the neighbor comes out to tell her she's dead that neighbour is the most aggressive person ever. And he's, he's just like, oh, you look like that bitch on TV. And before that, he said, like, oh, I'm looking for Martha. Do you know where she is? She's dead. And I, I don't know how or what sort of direction they gave that guy. Hmm. But it's yeah, shocking. But why is he like that? Well, I was going to say, actually, he's an actor I recognise from, from a few things. And he's yeah. actually been good in stuff. Uh, yeah, on this. No. Right, come on. Let's wrap this up, otherwise we'd be still talking about it. Can I say one thing about this movie? It had a budget of eleven and a half million. Mm-hmm. It returned just shy of sixty million. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's the that's the that's the in there. <laughs> how, how how did it do that? Did it, they, either they had an amazing marketing team behind them, or they were trying to ride high on Stagall at the time. No, Adam went through what was released that weekend and the prior weekends, and there was nothing. Nothing yeah. was out. This this released in February nineteen because I had to go because I saw that price tag and I was like, I have to see how this did so well. What the hell was this up against in the box office? Uh, I go to February. Obviously, it you know January and February usually are Quite the the dead months. months of, yeah. Can I, box can I just read something Nothing. that I saw on uh, Wikipedia? Hard to Kill debuted at number one at the US box office with an opening weekend gross of $9.2 million, the biggest three-day February opening at that time. Wow. <laughs> we had the biggest... Steven Seagal act star of the biggest opening February 1990 film. That's going on the VHS cover tagline, isn't it? Well, yeah. I, it, it gets me thinking, what films were released in February before then? Like in, you know, in the years prior? Was nothing big released in February? No, but Feb, January and February, uh, they're usually dead months, man. They usually, like, they just, the studios I, just release stuff that they're a bit like, oh, this ain't going to do that. Like, Os- just before the, the Oscars as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah Os- award season, isn't it? Going into Oscars it. is usually December, but then you get the you get the um you get the bleed over of Oscars in January a bit, but it's mainly just like no, but the thing Oscars is people... in March, aren't they? Yeah. No, no, no. The releases gonna... for the Oscars. I'm telling you right now, the release for the Oscar films is December and it bleeds into January. These are some of the films. I've just done a quick quick Google, which were released in, in this is domestic box office. So I'm guessing in in America. These are the ones that February 1990, according to boxofficemojo.com. Driving Miss Daisy, Hard to Kill, Born on the Fourth of July, Stella, Look Who's Talking, Tango and Cash, Internal Affairs, um, Always, The War of the Roses, Glory, Tremors, Steel Magnolias, The Little Mermaid, and apparently yeah, every single film you said there. 
is miles better than this. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they yeah. came like at the end of February going into March. A, a lot of them sort of thing. But tremors. The other thing is as well. The other thing as well is back then you had the slow build, didn't you, of a film where a film would gather word of mouth rather than this massive marketing campaign. Yeah. Come on, a final question. I think we all know where we're going with this, but would you recommend Prog? Oh, this is a one hundred percent absolute hell no, and this is the third worst film I've seen doing this podcast. Wow. I would rather watch Bingo than this. Wow. <laughs> wow. Ev? Oh, wait a no. minute. So what, what two films are below this? Combat Academy. A Mac and Me? No. Flash. Wow. Flash Gordon. Ooh. Oh. Flash, Flash Gordon is bottom because of how long it is. <laughs> 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 Flash Gordon gets about four extra points just for Brian Blessed for me. But yeah. Ev, what have you got? Uh, no, no, not for me. Uh, Ad, not only is it a no, if someone recommended it to me, I'm not counting the Wheel of Doom, so you know, but if someone recommended this to me, I probably wouldn't talk to him ever again. <laughs> what was your rating for this, Ad? One out of what 10. was the one for? Um, the punch in the face. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I 100% I'm bored with everyone. I wouldn't recommend it either. How can you recommend it when there's a million better films out there? Just thinking. Waste of a Sunday evening this was, but... I got enjoyment out of it, but I wouldn't recommend it. So, let's go on to the Wheel of Doom, Wheel <laughs> of Fortune. What are we calling this? Wheel of Doom, I'll start sharing the screen. Yeah, over to you. I'll, you I'll enjoyed it, but you wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I got some enjoyment out of it. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I enjoyed right, it. What does that statement even mean? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> God. Uh, so we've got House of the Dead. Now, I have to explain quickly as well, guys. Is, uh, we, we discussed on text earlier. We are starting to get a few more uh, viewer requests in for films now, but we have decided that uh, to keep it as being 10 films every time, so if it's a ten percent chance for each film, we're only ever, we're only going to have one booby film and one viewer choice. When that viewer choice is uh, selected, we go on to the next. We go on to the next one on the list. So we keep we're tracking everyone's uh, film recommends. You'll all get you'll all get a shot on the thing. But for now, we're staying with frailty, which is the viewer film, isn't it? It is frailty, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's um, um, Brian, one of the guys who listens. Obviously, so I'm going to I'm going to start with. Oh, sorry, sorry, Andrew, we had a bit of a connection no, the, issue. I was going to say, there's not a second, is there? That, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, we've got a booby film and a viewer choice. That's, that's the first two. So <laughs> let's go to, um, I'm going to go to Evan first for the choices. Uh, the paper. And to Hard to Kill too. <laughs> harder to kill. Hard, harder to kill, yeah. The Die seven harder. year itch. Um, I'm going to go Dick Tracy. Oh. I am. Uh, Prog, you go next. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, God, everyone is stinking so far. <laughs> How are the Robin? Come on. I've told you, Ad, if you really don't want to watch it, don't bother tuning in that week, but we'd happily do it without you. 
And this has got Blessed in as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why isn't Brian Blessed Robin Hood? My second <laughs> film is The Hot Spot. Fair enough. That, that one's alright. Will it hold up though? That's always the question with rearing that's, the movies. That's why I'm that's why I'm nominating it. Andrew Owen. Westworld. Oh, but Ooh. Oh <laughs> Why would you pick West Go on. Copland. Oof. Good show too. Couple of boots. I'm here. gonna go for I'm gonna go for Get Carter, the original one. So I think yes. that you guys all you guys all dunked on Mike Hodges and Flash Gordon the other week. So we need to redeem him with Get Carter, which is one of his earlier films. And I'm going to go for Switchblade Romance as my uh, second choice. Have anyone sure ever seen Switchblade see... Romance? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You sure you don't want to save that for October? No, no, no. I'm going to go for... I can't. No, it's in the Doom, but it's in the Wheel of Doom. Okay. Switchblade Romance is in. So... um there's my two choices. We ready to spin it? Go. Go. It's going to be House of the Dead now. I know it is. The way this is going. Oh. Oh. Thought it was going to be Get Carter then. I thought it was going to be Get Carter as well. Has anyone ever seen that film before? No. Yeah. It's, it's also known. Romance, no. It's also it, it's also known as High Tension. I think. I'm going to let you know now. It's also French. Yeah, it's French. It is French language, but trust me. <laughs> There's our it. viewer um, ship, our viewer numbers down for that week then. Guys, pro, um, Evan, and An- Evan and Andrew, don't read anything about that film. The only information I'm giving you is that it's also called High Tension. Have you ever seen it before, Prog? Yeah. Okay. The only thing I'm telling you is called the titles. Don't read any plot synopsis. Just go into that blind and we'll talk can about I, it next um, week. Can I have um, a genre? Horror. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Right. And on that note, podcasts come out every Wednesday, Thursday. Check out our social media. Check out our YouTube channel where you can also watch um, the video podcast and additional content. Cheers out. Bye.